shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window to salt the gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied that the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea this is so bad at rhyming. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Katie Norgren. Oh, I'm Chris Shepard. Normally I say that right after. That's fine. You, you hesitated, so I jumped in. Oh, man. Thank you. That's because we're on my turf today. Yes, we are in the Sea Hags Riverside Shack. Yep, we are actually on top of my real bed right now. The uh, bed that I sleep in. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so comfy. It's pretty. We've got the velour out, you know, just to try to keep the surfaces all sensuous as they mm-hmm. are in our regular studio. We don't want anyone to feel cheated. Yes, Auditorially. Auditorially. <laughs> Auditorially. Auditorially. <laughs> I gotta, good. I gotta say the amount of statement necklaces that I can see is quite significant. Yes, well, you know the Nordgrens. Between we, uh, you and your wife, you guys have a fuck ton of statement necklaces. We are a statement necklace household. <laughs> Honestly, we're very committed to our mm-hmm. beliefs. I was actually wondering if, because uh, I'm over in New West because we're going to go out and see a band and we're going to go dancing tonight. Yeah. Can I borrow a statement necklace? You can borrow anything you want. Oh my god. Oh my god, you could borrow whatever. I'm wearing a super cute black dress, so like any of your necklaces are gonna go great with it. There's so many. There's a necklace for every day of the month. Oh, I was gonna say weekend. I'm like, seven's not that many necklaces. No, there's like a million in here, right? That's a maybe a bit of an overstatement. Mm, I don't think so. I disagree with you. <laughs> it's just like clinkety clankety <laughs> sounds of metal you everywhere. Sleep, you sleep on a pile of statement necklaces. We're actually both dragons. It's our horde of jewels. Mm, I can see that. <laughs> We're secret dragons wearing human skin all the time. Oh, great. Yeah. I was, when I came in, I was like, Katie, you look kind of different today. And it's because she parted her hair on the other side. Yeah, it's like, who's this woman greeting me? It's like, it's me from the mirror universe. But yeah, I have to cover up that stupid shave piece that I have on my hair that's growing back. And it's all just brown and it looks so sad. Aww. Looks like a dead daffodil. Not a fan. <laughs> Speaking of dead daffodils, spring is here and they're alive and it's oh, nice. I'm very itchy. Are you itchy? Are you getting the allergies? My eyes are so itchy even My now. My current office is like a not very, like it's an old... Uh, hairdresser studio or something, and it was just recently replastered. Okay. It's so dusty. <coughs> I just started coughing. Wow, you're really committed to the bit. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, it's very, very dusty, and so I was just like, is it allergies? Am I getting sick? Am I tired? Or is it just like the plaster dust everywhere? And it's all of the above, except for the getting sick. I think I'm okay. Okay. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I am just gonna go turn off that fan that's going. Okay. Maybe. Just if you want Leave it in for Cinema Veritas. Verite? Katie's so fancy, she's got two bathrooms in this apartment. Yeah, we don't have to go nearly as... Are we even going to take that out? Probably not. I don't know. It's content. I kind of don't have the energy to edit, (laughs) so we'll see what happens. Well, you just get the the behind-the-scenes good stuff. You're like, do do these bitches edit anything? The answer is surprisingly yes. (laughs) I like there was a tweet from, I think, probably Merit who's, like, one of the only people I still follow on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, do edit your podcast. Not too much, but definitely do edit it. Definitely do edit it. it's necessary sometimes. But maybe this this is, you know, it's a sleepover cast, you guys. It's going to be raw and unfiltered. You're so raw. <laughs> just the rawest. We're raw talking it tonight. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Sorry. I got away from myself. You put the white wine into me. <laughs> I, you had one sip of white wine. I'm gone. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just full of, full of beans today. Yeah. Just full of silly beans. I actually had a good night's sleep last night, so. That's so good. I'm very happy for you. Oh, and I stayed in bed so long. I, like, didn't get out of bed till 2. Whoa. But then I went to the gym, so it kind of, like, canceled itself That's out. That's pretty luxurious, my friend. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of me, and I got to do it. I just feel really bad because you have to work so stupid hard this month. Yeah, you know what I did this morning is I got up at 9 a.m., so not too terribly early. It still sucks. Yeah, because it's like the sixth day in a row that I'm working now. <laughs> and uh, I went to wave a bunch of orange signs on Commercial and Broadway with a bagpiper. Toot, toot, toot. So I listened to bagpipes really early in the morning. and it was great. It was actually super great, though. He's a nice man. And he followed us around playing bagpipes, and we got lots of people to honk their horns. He was like, hey, turn off those bagpipes, honk, honk. <laughs> Pretty much. Turn off your bagpipes. <laughs> Basically stop blowing into them, I guess. Stop blowing yourself. <laughs> quit blowing yourself. Quit blowing yourself. Yeah, the guy was playing, like, all kinds of stuff that weren't traditional Scottish so just, songs if you, on the bagpipes. If you want my body and oh, you think I'm sexy. That's a traditional Scottish folk song. Of course it <laughs> is. It's Rod Stewart, right? Yep. Is he Scottish? Yes. Okay, that would explain why Come that's on. in So I Married an Axe. Roddy Stewart. 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 That was a terrible Stuart. Scottish accent that I... Stewart, bring in the paper! <laughs> yeah, hmm. that, that movie is not a good movie, but So I Married an Axe Murder is... Well, I love it, but You it, keep it's, just flipping your hair back to the other way. It doesn't so feel funny. right on this side. <laughs> so funny. Katie in the Mirror Universe. I I feel like I've broken through and I'm trying to make like make a life as the regular Katie and I'm not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> like I feel like the cracks are showing very quickly here. Um, if you, if my tattoo's on the wrong side, that's how you know. Ooh, spooky. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's still on my left arm. No, you're fine. That's okay. cool. The shark is coming straight for me. Rah! This is very visual. <laughs> This is nothing for people on the other end. <laughs> I don't think this episode is really for people. No, this I is think for this that is that sweet, sweet content. I believe the French call it filaire. <laughs> filaire. <laughs> Le filaire. <laughs> yes, we are in. We're in the, in the sticks of the election now. Was that the word that you, in the swamp? It's only been like a few days, but I feel like it's been years. Yeah, you were sounding kind of overwhelmed. I was, but you know what? I'm actually getting a lot less overwhelmed. So I, I've That's never, good. I've done bits and pieces on campaigns, but I've never right. been campaign staff before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing voter contact, which is a lot of database management and a lot of phoning Ooh. people and a lot of arranging for volunteers to go door knocking and blah, blah, blah. And so we are strategizing and we're putting stuff together. And basically Ooh. you have to like build a whole brand new thing from scratch. And, like, there there are conventions that you follow, and there's, like, stuff that you have to do, and there's stuff that everyone, like, always does, but we're basically, like, we set up an office, had to arrange it all, had to, like, put up all of our strategy things. Right. It's so, it's new, and I don't really know what I'm doing, so I was pretty Mm -hmm. overwhelmed right away, because I was just like, someone tell me what to do, give me some direction, give me a job, like... And now it's starting to come together. Yeah, but then it was like, you're the boss, kind of. I'm definitely not the boss. There is a campaign manager, and she's right. great, but she was also just having to start everything, and now that she's got all of that stuff together, she is delegating more things, and Good. now I have tasks. Cool. And my uh, my to-doist, as we talked about on last week's uh, <laughs> episode, my organizer, when you check stuff off your to-do list... Um, you get points, and it shows you a graph, and my productivity has gone up significantly in the last couple of days. My chart just went way, way, way up. Uh-huh. So I don't want to take anything for granted in this election. Right. But right now we're killing it, and it's great, Sweet. and we have lots of orange signs out all over the neighborhood, and Excellent. my candidate is incredibly energetic and wonderful, and so I actually feel like I don't have to worry so much because she's, Good. like, 
she loves knocking on doors and stuff, right. so we're just like, go play in the neighborhood, yeah. and then she comes back and she's like, I got rid of all my signs, and everyone's voting for me, and we're like, great, Hooray. huzzah, huzzah, <laughs> yeah, I, so, uh, oh man, we have fun, don't we, yeah, I love to drink, I definitely am over drinking, so whatever, <laughs> it's, you know what, yeah, me too, though, I really am, this whole week I've just been like, woo, my mom gave me a gorgeous bottle of wine after I drank most of a bottle already at her house, it was the... Uh, Chabertin uh, Reserve <gasps> Bacchus. <gasps> that was a that was a journey we just went on. It was so good. Oh my god, it was the best. I really really love that grape. That's it's one of my grape. favorite one of my favorite varietals. In fact, I was like, Mom, this wine's so fancy. Are you sure? She's like, I think it's twenty dollars, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. You're my child. It tastes like basil and peaches. It's so good. Oh my god, that's totally it. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's very sweet without being cloying. It's yep. it's sweet and dry at the same time somehow, and that's a very unusual combo. It's, like, fresh and green tasting, I find. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the basil. Yeah. The basil. Mm-hmm. It would taste really good with a margarita pizza, basically, is my ideal <laughs> dream pairing. That is literally my favorite pairing. I, I was talking about that with somebody yesterday about, you know, your execution meal. What would you have? I was like, a... $20 bottle of wine and a perfect margarita pizza is what I truly, truly desire. Really? On your deathbed? Well, I want several things. That's the that's one course. But the first course would just be skinny fries and uh, um, and chicken fingers <laughs> with all this, like, a array of sauces. All the sauces of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. That's really what I would like. I just like starch and sugar and fat. Yeah, basically. Pretty much, yeah. I would like a cold glass of white wine and a seafood linguine of some kind. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a... Linguini Vongol. I had, like, one of the most amazing... Clamps. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if my face was communicating that. <laughs> Just like, hey! I had the most delicious... It's, like, the simplest thing, but I haven't been able to find anyone that's recreated it as good as this random restaurant in Steveston that we went to, because everything oh. else was super crowded and expensive. Weird. So we wound up at this, like, one random restaurant and it was, like, so garlicky. It's just, like, clams in white wine and butter. Nice. And maybe some red pepper flakes. It's about it, but it's just so simple, so perfect. My mouth is watering. I think I'm quite hungry. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to the the Union Jack Pub tonight, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have uh, mushy peas and chips. Oh and, God, and <laughs> pies and things and a Pim's cup. Ooh. Yo, you can have a Pim's cup. I'll have a hundred Pim's cups. I have nothing against Pim's cups, but. I don't know. You have something against Pimp's It's kind of syrupy. Yeah. It's kind of brown. It's not like the most inspiring of beverages. <laughs> hey, it's like a rusty red color sometimes. Not, not no? great. Yeah, right. Not oh, great. it's kind of orangey brown. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, though. It makes me feel like a fancy Britishman. It's just like, there's so many... In a big hat. There are so many garden party cocktails that you could have. Why would you go with a Pim's cup that tastes like it's got some medicinal shit in oh, it? Oh, but I love that medicinal shit. Do you prefer an Aperol spritz then, or...? I like you know, gin and tonic with some cucumber. A concombre. Cucumber. I just like a cucumber. Did you see that guy? Cucumber. What? Did you see that, that, that medical... His medical Monday. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's like a Rasta dude from Jamaica <laughs> who... He's talking about the value of cucumbers. I think he's like a vegan or something like that. And he just raps about how great a cucumber is. And it's called, he calls it a cucumba. Because mm. that's apparently what it's called in, in Jamaica. And it's like, uh, it's really great. Maybe I should link to that okay. uh, it, on the write-up, which I will probably forget to do. But whatever. <laughs> it's very cute. Just look up Medical Monday Cucumber. You'll have a great time. Enjoy. Ding. Ding. <laughs> that was me winking. Oh, wink. <laughs> good foley. Yes. Very good foley. I like it. It's cheeky. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I'm so, I'm just kind of trying to keep my head above water with this whole business. Yeah. And 
try to have a good time and try to pace myself and have fun and enjoy kind of like, I get a month off of my other job. But you're working your ass off at this other thing. I know, but I can make it fun. That's so great. tomorrow I'm going to go like out door knocking, which is the thing that I used to like totally be dreading about. But now right. that I've like trained a bunch of people and told them what to do, I'm like, oh, I should do it myself so yeah. that I can A, train them better and B, I actually know a Put lot. Put your money where your mouth well, is. Well, yeah, I know actually like a lot about stuff and I know what the platform, oh my God, the NDP platform is so good, Katie. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. They I want love... to, they want to create a ministry of mental health and addiction. Hell yeah. Big daddy John Horgan's going to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy John Horgan, oh my goodness. He definitely, like, definitely had an earring for a long time. <laughs> and there's a picture of him, like, in his rugby days with, like, long, flowing hair. hair and mm, delish. Pretty cute, not I, uh, <laughs> He really, he, to me, he looks like a combination between my dad and Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Hellboy. <laughs> he kind of has a bit of Hellboy face. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just seems like a good dude, I don't know. He's sort of like a, he's a bit of a scrapper. Yes. I get the impression he's got that sort of, like, Irish fire in him where he's just like, fuck you. Well, there was, like, a there was like a write-up of him that called him a mercurial Irishman, and I'm like, that's not actually what I want a leader to be as mercurial, necessarily. <laughs> I don't think he is. He seems think, like I a generally sunny guy. I think he's self-described as that in the right. article, which is kind of funny. Like, right. who calls himself mercurial? What are he you? He seems like he's got a pretty even keel. Severus Snape. Yeah. He might be a Gryffindor Slytherin. He's definitely a Gryffindor. He's definitely a jock for justice. Oh, he's a total jock for justice. Yeah. I like jocks, though. Me too. I've come around on jocks big time since starting the going to the gym right now. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you people just love your muscles. It's just great. You I just, just love your you muscles. just love your muscles. <laughs> That's not where I'm at right now. I love my muscles I so love much. your muscles. My muscles are so good. I know. They are. I was just going to rebrand this podcast about Katie's, the Katie's Muscle Cast. <laughs> And I'll just flex sick. into the microphone, and it'll <laughs> be like, squeak! <laughs> I don't know what the sound of a flexing a new, is. It's, like, our podcast doesn't have segments, but it could, and it would be like, Katie's sleep update, and then Katie's muscle cast update. Absolutely. Those <laughs> are the two things that I care about. It's like, how am I sleeping? How am I flexing? <laughs> and the answer to both today is pretty good. Yay. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, that ends that segment. Yep. I bench pressed 65 pounds today. No big deal. No big deal. That's actually pretty great. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm into it. Thanks. I should move my body more. (laughs) If you want. I walked up the hill and I was very out of breath when I got to your door. Fuck this. Yeah, New West is a real hill town, man. It's where the hill people. It's Hillville. It's Hillville. All the hills, hill people, the hill people milk. the alcohol Kenneth drinks in 30 Rock. <laughs> What's this? Alcohol? No, this is just hill people milk. <laughs> I wonder if anyone can tell how much I just moved in the last 10 seconds. That's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. It's all well and good. Yeah. I'm just, thank you for inviting me out. And You're welcome. And I get to sleep over here tonight. In a big old bed. Yeah. And just have a nice night. Oh my god, maybe I'll take a bath. It'll be, has Chris had a bath update is another It'll be, segment. no, she hasn't. She has many showers, no baths. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll take a bath. But Who can every, get this bitch in a tub? Every time that I've got, like, bathtub intentions, it just never seems to come to pass. Yeah, we've done that here, we've done that at my parents, you just haven't, haven't hit the tub, haven't hit it. Mm. What if I secretly... Maybe you don't really want to take a bath. I know, that was what I was just going to say. Maybe I secretly don't like baths, but I just... But you love baths. I want to like them. I like the idea of a bath more than actually taking a bath. I think that's it. Really? Because I love baths. Mm. It's the only thing I care about. But I'm just like, why, if I love them so much, how come I don't... Why don't you marry them? (laughs) 
Well. <laughs> I'm waiting for an answer. Oh, um, because then I'd have to disconnect it from the house and, like, drag a bathtub into a little garden somewhere. You take it to the Home Depot. Like, are you stealing this? No, this is mine. I brought it from home. I'm married to it now. You and no. a bath go shopping at Home Depot for, like, <laughs> bath accessories. It's like, Karen, this is embarrassing for me. <laughs> the bath's name is Karen. No, no, no. No, no, no. Karen's the wife. The bath's name is Barry. Barry the bath. Named after my terrible neighbor. Oh, my God. Oh, right. That's what I was totally going to say. I wish... No I... updates. Haven't fought the neighbor. Okay. I wanted to be talking on my cell phone as I came out of the uh, elevator and be like, oh, and then this guy, Barry, who hates snakes or something like that. <laughs> or I had a very dark thought in the elevator as well that was just like, yeah, I'm going to go check in on my friend because she had to get rid of her snake and now... She's she suicidal. Yeah, she hasn't left her house in like a week and I'm just really worried about her so I'm going to check in on her right now as oh I walk past God. his house and make him feel so bad. But I bet I he wouldn't care. I'm sure he has no feelings. He has no empathy. Not Some, at all. A monster that would do that would never Another thing that care. I'm thinking about including in the roundup if I remember, which I almost certainly won't, is that I took a photo of the strata minutes from this month, which are so funny because it's like they do all the correspondence between the strata and members of like who violated bylaws and stuff so they got in there they have uh, st- council received information that the snake has been rehomed. Council moved to send a thank you letter to the ten- or to the uh, to the owners who have rehomed their snake for rehoming the snake, is basically what it said. Oh so we got a thank you note from them saying like thank you for complying with our letter. I was like fuck off forever mm. and always but it's pretty funny also yeah strata council gets a bad rap but usually it's just all the really annoying people on it. <laughs> yeah ours is i i have no real complaints about yeah. ours it's just like there's one dickhead in the well there's just some dickheads whatever yeah. there's 180 people who live in this building mm-hmm. some of them will be dicks yeah it's but simply... it's not like a co-op board, which like apparently no. is also just like a hellish experience. Oh, much more so, I would think. Like, because you have to like make uh, consensus-based decisions, whereas the strata is just like, give us your money and we're gonna do stuff. Oh, pretty much. But even then, it's still consensus-based. Like we were supposed to do this. Tell big... me about like home ownership, Katie. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> um, no one will ever experience it. We just like somehow slid in at the last possible second to do it. We slithered in like a tropical snake. Like a tropical snake that I'm not allowed to have. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, they're mostly pretty darn, darn, pretty darn fine, you know, pretty darn good, but no, they <laughs> wanted to... such a Midwestern to, mom. So Midwestern, yeah. They were wanted, wanted to redo the, the building envelope to keep it as waterproof as possible, uh-huh. I guess, and, uh, it got voted down because the package was way too expensive. It was going to cost everybody, like, a lot of dollars. Mm, nope. So we were all like, uh, nope, nope, see if we can, second opinion, please, because we don't want to all spend, like, 14 grand this year or something crazy like Yeah, that, that sounds like garbage. I don't have that much money ever. No, I've never even seen that much money. $1,400? Yeah. That's... No, 14000 What? $14,000. You'd have to pay $14,000 a piece to get that done? Yeah, each... Well, that's... The, it was like the estimation or something. Like, the, each unit pays a different amount because it's Jesus like a Christ, different... Jesus Christ, what kind of a bill is that? That's horrific. Yeah, that costs a lot of money, I definitely I never seen $14,000. No, never. Not in one place, anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess if we started running drugs, we'd have, uh... Oh, maybe we should just do that. I'm maybe so we should poor. should just do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do? Sell pictures of our feet on the internet? Yeah. I'd, I'd consider it. Oh, I would 100% do it. Sorry, Mom and Dad. I'd do, I'd do foot stuff for money. 
Yeah, I pretty much would, too. Yeah, they're so far away from me, mm-hmm. when you think about it. They're, like, on the very end of my body. They're, they're barely even part of it. <laughs> it's totally fine. Oh, my God. Okay, that's how we're going to fundraise for this podcast, is feet pictures. <laughs> feet pictures. Like, do you like super tiny feet, and you like super big feet? Great. Do we, we got have you the, covered! Do we have the show for you? Oh, my God, we can touch our feet sizes together and, and take people a will be like, oh, my God, it's a tiny, tiny elephant, a giant Sam Squanch. <laughs> You have the t- what size are your feet? My feet are size six, and mine are eleven, which are like the absolute biggest spectrum, pretty much of adult foot size. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Technically, a shoe can be bigger, and technically, a shoe can be smaller, but they're not likely to be. <laughs> this is so fucking informative. I'm just trying to make that content. I'm really sorry, everybody listening. I'm not that sorry. Yeah, I'm not that sorry. You're busy. I don't have an excuse, but the studio's at your house, so that really kind of limits what we're able to do. Mm. So this is what you get, guys. <sighs> I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> okay, what else do we got? What else do we got? Maybe instead of current events, we can delve back into the archive. Do you want to talk about anything of like us as kids or teens or? Oh man! Like um... we had some questions that we were gonna start like. Remember when we did our, remember guys, remember guys when we did our roundup for one year, we were like, we want to delve more into like some of our guests' origin stories and things like that. Is there anything that, I don't know. I was just going to do the opening line from The Jerk and then I was like, it's not the year for that. Mm. (laughs) Someone out there knows what I'm talking about. They were like, yeah, Katie, don't do that part. Mm. (laughs) I don't know what it is. You can tell me off air. (laughs) I will. I will. It's actually not offensive, but it's fine. Yeah. But like... I don't know. I mean, I'm so exhausted. To You're even so think of tired. To even think of, like, a question that I want to ask you about your childhood, because I feel like I know you pretty well, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, you but, do. like, what about the years, like, do you have any memories of, like, kindergarten, grade one, like, what kind of stuff? Because I know that you were, like, you said that you were, like, a loner kid more in, like, your preteen years. Yeah, I... But, like, did you ever have that time before... Ooh, here you go. Before puberty and, like, before you started getting self-conscious about your (laughs) everything like we all do and go through that, like, shy stage of preteenhood. Uh-huh. Uh, A, what was, like, the thing that you were, like, most excited about in terms of, like, you know, how some people love, like, dinosaurs or horses or whatever. Did you have a thing like that? Oh, yeah. And do you have any, like, do you remember what that felt like to feel, like, super confident and, like enthusiastic and this and that. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I was just... It's a bit of a loaded question. No, no, it's great. I like it. I uh, We could definitely do that. I It's it's all kind of part of the same rich tapestry. Um, <laughs> just insofar as I've always been the same kind of person where I've been kind of like an, uh, a really... Uh, sort of just like a very bookish nerd in many ways. So I just read a lot as a child, even as a little kid. So people just thought I was uh, like antisocial dork. Right, so I was just a passionate reader, and we've talked before about that. I I was really into like books about the witch trials and the Inquisition oh, and stuff like that. Right. So that was that was stuff I knew a lot about. I knew a lot about sort of human cruelty for some reason, and uh, also just reproductive health. Uh, that was a passion. You were like super really... obsessed with like sex stuff. Yeah, but not like in a titillating way, in very much in a scientific way. Like I was really interested in how. Like, to put it sort of very colloquially, how babies came to be and stuff, you know, like how babies got made. And I really wanted to be an OBGYN, I think. I was really fascinated by... Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I was really fascinated by by just how babies came to be. Like, because I didn't have any smaller siblings. And I was the youngest child sort of in my generation in the family. So there wasn't really any babies again until I was probably 
I don't know, 13 maybe? Um, so there was this whole amount of time where I was the youngest one and I didn't really get that, that aspect of the fascination with life. So as an experience, so I had to just kind of read about it. So I knew a lot about what sex was and, uh, you know, how genetics kind of functioned on a very basic level and, and stuff like I knew from a very young age that if a baby came out and it looked like someone had rubbed cream cheese on it, that that was called vernix. Like I knew that. That's so random. I didn't know about that until like when I became a doula. (laughs) Yeah. Well I did. Cause like, and also my aunt was a nurse and she taught me a lot of really fancy words for things like, like a sphygmomanometer for uh, a blood pressure cuff, I guess. So She just, yeah, I just, I got a lot of real scientific knowledge about, uh, I was, I really thought I would become a doctor. I'm curious, like, what changed for you in terms of, like, you definitely have, I guess going into counseling is something in a caring profession as well, but what changed for you in terms of not going into pursuing medicine specifically? I think, um... Because you went into, like, more, like, writing and then into sociology stuff. I definitely got more feedback from people about my writing. I think, like, I was... I've always been very strong in the sciences, maybe less so in math, but I'm I'm not bad at math. Uh, but I was always very passionate about science. I watched my Bill Nye's and, Mm -hmm. and et cetera. And I read my books, and I was... I was always very good at doing science projects and things like that, so... It wasn't so much that I wasn't good at that so much as that I was really ahead of my peers in terms of my ability to read and my ability to write. Do you feel like you kind of got streamed yep. like into that kind of stuff by your teachers? Big time. Encouraged away from science stuff and encouraged more towards? Definitely encouraged towards writing just because yeah. it was more of a... This sounds very snotty, but it just sort of... I was more outstanding at it, I guess. Or right. Like just like that I, I stuck out. They could that you had, yeah, much like a strong aptitude for it. For sure. You know, there's definitely a lot of people who are good at research and stuff like that, but actually being good with English, pretty much with, with words and stuff was, I just got way more positive feedback about Mm -hmm. that. I think, and people were like, wow, you're really good at this. You should do more of this. So that's, that's, but then I also got the message that that stuff doesn't pay anything. So I was just like, well, I'm going to do that, but it's never going to be successful. So I should probably just not do it at all. So that sort of put me into a weird situation. I would, I think I'd be further ahead now if I hadn't had that, dual sort of voices were saying like this is what you should do but there's no point to doing that so why bother so you're just like so I just uh, work shitty jobs or... yeah because I was wondering I was thinking about my first jobs and then your first jobs like when I think about when I first met you you were doing like sales for the ducts and other kinds no of actually we met we met before that when we met when I was working for the organic food oh place. and then winners and then winners yeah yeah so that's what I did beforehand I didn't start working at the uh electrical place till I think 2006 okay and we've been friends since 20 2003 it's all a bit of a blur to be quite honest yeah we did lots of fun things back then Um, and today but like I was thinking about like my travel agency job the only reason I did that was because my aunt was like hey want a job yeah and I was like cool and those skills have like come back to be very useful oh yeah which is great actually but just what a weird thing that path like I thought I was gonna do veterinarian stuff or like you don't even like animals. I do. I used to really. Um, yeah, but you're you know, not that into them as far anymore. as a human person goes. Well, because I developed allergies. I used to love... Yeah. I had cats, like, growing up and stuff all the time, and dogs, and I, mm, I miss puppies. I, <laughs> they I miss make me too. sneeze so much. So itchy all the time. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, and I wanted to do, yeah, science stuff for sure. I thought I would be, like, a chemist. And like, do like colorful liquids well, and, like, and vials and things. Yeah, well, because I guess it's, it appeals like witchcraft, but it's like modern oh, sure. day witchcraft kind totally. of thing. Totally. So, 
But I just, yeah, I never really went into that. I was definitely steered away from math by, like, my terrible grade 8 math teacher who oh, yelled yeah. at me and, like, failed me. What a dick. And he just, like, he wasn't actually that good of a teacher. Like, when I got a good teacher, I got A's. What a stupid, what yeah. a super dick. Yeah. But Ugh. by then I was already steered away from, like, well, I guess I'm not good at this, so I guess I need to just focus on music and English instead, you know? Yeah, totally. It's, but. sometimes I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm not really bummed out that I got steered towards uh, less of the sort of hard sciences and stuff. I, I think I would have probably been good at being a doctor. I don't know if I would have been happy doing it. Mm. I'm very sensitive, right? Like, the failures would stick out for me a lot, and I'd probably overwork myself and be sick a lot. Mm. But, I don't know, like, I, I'm really interested in the creative arts and whatnot, but I wish I hadn't convinced myself for so long that there's just no point to doing it because you can't make money, like, that that was somehow the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you can't make a career of it, so don't waste a lot of time doing that. I'm like, fucking should have been writing throughout my whole 20s. I should have been doing comedy throughout my whole 20s. I would be probably very good by now if I had yeah, been. Yeah, 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 because you just have way more time to practice. Like So much so, and more energy, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely like working as hard as I can at it right now, but it's, it's still way behind other people who started the same time I did, right? Just because they've got more chutzpah and or live like in vancouver proper and could get there a little bit <laughs> yep, more easily but that's that's a thing that's my big sure. excuse i uh yeah i just wonder about a lot of stuff sometimes <laughs> like the path that we that we go down right um hmm. 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 i wonder I wonder. You know, we were both really, like, practical kids, and I guess that comes from, like, our parents. Your parents being very, like, pragmatic. And I guess my mom was really pragmatic as well. Oh, yeah. But my grandma was super practical. She's, like, she had this weird thing where she was super progressive in certain ways, but very sexist in others. Right. And her progressiveness and, like, her wanting me to be independent came from sort of a sexist place. Right. In a way where she was, like... You know, you need to be able to, like, have a good job and make enough money to support yourself because you can't rely on a guy, mm-hmm. which is, like, that's fine. That's sensible. Like, have enough right. money in your pocket to support yourself. Right. But, and and we've talked about this on many a podcast about how she's, like, trained me to use my language so that I'd be taken more seriously because right. women, if you talk like a woman, you won't be treated, like, well, you know? I love Lisa Frank stickers <laughs> and, um, like, uh, but definitely emphasize like having a full-time job and so I started working when I was 17 right away and never really did retail I just like went into well I did retail a bit mm-hmm. yeah but like just trying to always be practical and never like doing the whole like I'm gonna backpack through Europe all mm-hmm. through my 20s or like, yeah I have so much shade for people who do that now I know I opened up uh, sweet sweet wonderful past guest uh, Renee Picard uh, and she shared a friend's article that I have opened in my mobile phone, my mobile phone, because I'm British, you know, uh, my cell phone, uh, as, as a tab on Chrome. This is too much exposition. Um, <laughs> that is just like, why I'm glad I don't have a nine to five or something like that. And I'm like, this is going to make me so mad when I read it. <laughs> and it will, and it won't be, it won't be legitimate. Cause like I already have like a very alternative kind of mm-hmm. work schedule and then I'm very, very pleased with it and stuff like that. But I still like just have that so ingrained in me that it's just like, Oh, you're going to go off and do that thing. We're all working hard and paying our taxes and things like that. Like yeah. who fucking gives but a it's shit? Like, so we didn't pursue like so much creativity. And it's like, I didn't even go to music school, even though I was playing lots of music, because I was like, well, 
you know, music school, what am I going to, like, be in an orchestra? That's what the only... do, move to Harlem in the Netherlands and play the viola? Exactly, but it's like... Cat, yeah. That's, like, the only job that I could think of as a musician. Right. You know? Yeah. It's very limited. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a worldview. Yeah. There's so many things know. you can do with music. Yeah. I have a student who came in who has a degree in jazz. He's got a bachelor's of jazz. And he's doing a post back in, in the humanities. It's just like, that's hilarious. Degree in jazz. It's about the papers that you don't write. Oh my fucking god, that is... Wow. Wow. That's like... That's how I would approach my, like, assignments. I would just put in a blank page and just be like... <laughs> Look at the spaces in between the words. Fuck you, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, that was amazing. And thirdly, joke of the podcast, pretty sure. It's about the papers you don't write. Did I tell you about, like, all the assignments that I submitted in my master's that were such, like, wanky projects? They're similar to the ones that I wrote in my bachelor's that were incredibly wanky? Like, yeah, it was like... How can I write about wrestling and get a grade for it? But, like, I submitted a lot of drawings... Instead of papers, where I was like, I'm thinking outside of the box. And it's like, I did this whole thing. A picture's worth a thousand words. Well, yeah, like, I had this thing where it's like, we're supposed to take a term, and then talk about, like, what is the sort of stereotypical meaning of that term, then do some research, and then be like, how would you reframe it? And I looked at, like, the classification of Aboriginal, mm-hmm. and then went through and, like, read a whole bunch of, like, post, uh, post-colonial and indigenous, like, philosophy, and other kinds of, like, really interesting writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, from indigenous scholars, and then looked at, like, how an Aboriginal worldview it has, like, it's not linear time, it's very, like, circuitous, and it's very holistic, and anyway, so instead of writing a paper, I was like, that would be very colonial settler of me to write this in a linear form as a paper, so I'm going to submit you this circle drawing that I made. <laughs> it was super wanky and probably, like, pretty bad. And how did that turn out for you? Oh, I got a fucking A+. Plus. It was oh great. My God. Oh, they ate it up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like the education department. Every paper I wrote for that was just like... I, you know, I was not a last-minute paper writer in my BA. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I did do most of my work before the day it was due. Yeah. Which, you know, pat myself on the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, But I, I would the last I would write them, like, in two hours the day before, and I would get 100% on them. And that's just bonkers. That should never happen. Yeah. It's just, like, I wrote about the movie Crash, not the one where James Spader f- fucks people in car accidents, but the one where it's just a bunch of... It's like a white person's idea about racism. Oh, God. It's a bad movie. It won an Oscar and it did not deserve it. It beat it beat uh, Gay Cowboys for an Oscar. Oh, Brokeback Mountain. I no. I'm so... How could I be the person who says that? You know, Gay Cowboys! Because <laughs> I could not remember the name of the movie for a second. <laughs> anyway, Crash sucked and I wrote an essay about how much I fucking hated it. And I was the only person in the class who wasn't like, this was an amazing look at uh, so racism inspiring. and diversity. And so I'm like, no, this is crap. This is crap. This is what a white person thinks racism is. This is just like white savior nonsense. This is nonsense. It's nonsense. And the teacher was like, well argued, A+. plus." <laughs> I, I imagine she probably pissed her off a little, but whatever. Maybe she stopped showing that movie in class is a good example of whatever. Maybe you changed some hearts and minds. Maybe I changed some hearts and minds and out there no that day, And then no one else Chris. had to sit through that bullshit. Yeah, well, you know what? The thing was that they didn't even show it. It was like, go find it yourself and watch it. I was like, I'm not paying money for this piece of shit. <laughs> And you, reader, you, I didn't. Had you already seen it at that time? So no. You knew, oh. God, I didn't want to read it. I just knew how bad it was. I'd read, you know, like, actual responses to it yeah. from people that I value. Right on. It's great. Great content we're making. Yeah. This is like a real Jackie and Laurie episode. I don't know. It? How much How much time have we done? 
36 minutes only. We should do comic of the week. Comic of the week. Uh, oh, that's puppet. That was puppo of the week. Oh my god. They're all bleeding together in my head. All the podcasts. But, okay. Another, another weird assignment that I did was like, we had to do a presentation of some kind, but it's like you could write a paper about it or I just always took the presentation option because I would just stand in front of the class and just, and just, and just wing it for 10 minutes. It's just and wank I, it. And I would always have like, a, a cool diagram or like a picture that I used for inspiration. People are like, wow, like so visual. Yeah, what a neat jumping off point. And I'd be like, oh, see how this like I'm trying to think of what it was. It was some zigzag thing, and I was like, see, it represents blah 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 blah. It was like I was writing a blurb. Represents my dick. It was writing like I was writing a blurb for an art show, you know? Oh. Or it's like, oh, the representation of the da 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 da. Oh, you just feel dirty. I loved it. It was so fun. But then <laughs> they let me get away with this, and they were like, oh, look at all these like awesome ways that we're accommodating like alternative ways of thinking, and we're trying oh, to like. Oh my god. We're trying to uh, you know hack the hack the classroom kind of stuff. Fuck. But then for my final project, they made me write a goddamn lit review, and I was like, can I just, I want to, what I want to do. Can I just do, do an interpretive dance? One person made a quilt one year. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's really great, because it was all about, like, feminized labor and stuff like that, so doing, like, Did she just, did she sew her menstrual blood into it? Probably. Fuck. <laughs> that woman that, like, knits with the ball of yarn in her vagina when oh, she's menstruating, God. and then makes, like, a weird, rusty, stained scarf out of it. Oh. Your face, you look so mad about it. I, you know, I'm not grossed out even. I'm just like, oh, you just look so I just, mad. yeah, I was like, so okay, wanky. yeah, totally down with, uh, with, uh, demystifying menstruation. Not into the menstrual art, never will be, probably. It's fine, do whatever you want, but I'm just gonna go, uh, every <laughs> time there is anything to do with vaginas or menstrual blood in art, I'm just like, uh, fine. <laughs> Just sculpting dick. I mean, I draw dicks on everything, so what do I have to say? Yeah. Honestly. I have no... I have no leg to stand on. <laughs> Third leg. <laughs> Tripod. <laughs> Big old dick. Cucumber. Cucumber. I can uh, make you watch that after. Oh my god. I'm really tired. Yeah. Do we have to go to our show? It's almost eight o'clock. We should. Let's we don't have to stay for the whole thing. Eat a Yorkshire pudding and... Yeah. And Lis- if, we, if li- we feel like it, we can say more, but... Listeners. Listeners, we tried. I truly apologize. <laughs> I am burnt out and very tired, and I don't want to just only talk about election stuff, so you're welcome, because I could actually go on and on and on about, like, things with volunteers and this and that. Like, obviously no secrets, because I signed a confidentiality non-disclosure, blah, blah, blah. Bloody blue. But, like, I could talk a lot about the election platform. I stayed up till 1 a.m. two days ago reading the whole thing and making annotations because I'm a nerd like that. Right. Uh, but I won't. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I don't, yeah, no, I don't fucking have shit to say. I've not been up to anything interesting. Not at all. Oh, I touched someone's penis by accident. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, what can I say that's funny? We gotta, like, get this to at least 45 minutes or we're total shitheads. Uh, yeah, I, I went to a, a great open mic on Tuesday. I had so much fun. I, it's, don't it's, touch comics' penises. <laughs> I will if I want to. I asked permission. You don't know where those have been. I have no idea where it's been. No, it's uh, uh, Steve Letts and Ali Mon, uh, local Vancouver sweethearts, run Two a... Two cuties, uh, man. So Goodness. cute, both of them. Uh, run a open mic every Tuesday night at the Junction in Davie Village, which mm-hmm. is the gayborhood, for those of you who do not know. 
And I went, and it was great fun, and I got a good spot, and I had a great time, but uh, the guy who was hosting Jordan Ducharme, it was his 27th birthday, and he was getting progressively liquored up, and I noticed he had a big old hole in the crotch of his pants, and I kept, like, you know, once you see something, you're like, wouldn't it be funny if I did this thing? And then you become obsessed with the idea of doing this thing, I was like, I need to put my finger in the hole of his pants, but Katie, that's rude, you gotta ask first. So I did my set, and I I gave back the mic, and I was like, I gotta stick my finger in that hole in your pants, and he was like, go for it. For it. So I did. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then I was like, oh, God, sorry, I touched your balls. He's like, it was my dick. <laughs> so we're very, He wasn't you wearing know, any underwears? No, he was wearing underwear, but it oh. was definitely, like, there was, I, 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 I went, I went meat slamming. I was like, boing, like, got, I touched a dick. Did you get some curvature in there? I don't know, but it was, you know, the, the slightly, the slight yield that you get from it. It's just, like, kind of a weird thing. You're like, no, I, I touched my friend's penis. Whoops. Uh, but I kind of obviously was going to, because I, I needed to put my finger in the hole in his pants. Like, I don't know why I was surprised by the outcome of this. <laughs> I just really thought I hit balls, but it turns out I was wrong. That's a game that uh, Ed's, Dick or balls. That Ed's friend really likes to play for some reason. He'll just put like a chunk of one of the other, of like meat on you. No, in his fist. Oh god! And then you have to guess what's poking out. Is it Dick or is it balls? Oh, I, I'm sure I could win that game. I'm positive. Yeah. Does he like wax his balls? I don't know. I've never played it with him, thankfully. I feel like dick or balls, you'd be like, well, it's hairy, so balls. Some people's parts of their dicks are hairy. Get that checked out. No. How much of it? Just a little bit at the bottom bit. (laughs) This got off the rails so quickly. (laughs) Just went to dick town immediately. It often does. I've had one glass of wine. One. It's because you haven't seen me in a long time, and I've been too busy to G-chat you. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I'm full of beans. I feel like I've missed you a lot, actually. Yeah, I miss you too. (laughs) I do, and I, like, think about you a lot, because I know how how stressful and, like, how weird your schedule is and how much you don't love it when that happens, so... Yeah, I just need to, like, get into a routine, and we finally have, like, solidified one, and so it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna survive, you guys. It's only a month. Aren't we glad... That the election period here is only a month and not several years, because that would be really awful. Yeah, I just love that we just finished dealing with the whole U.S. election thing, and now it's another election. But please, for the love of God, please vote. Please vote. I, oh my I God. I almost said, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm very partisan. I don't have, oh, I've not signed anything. Oh, now I'm filtered off. NDP forever. Oh like, yeah, NDP yeah. forever. My I mean, hair we is orange, about, my blood is orange. We were talking about John Morgan and how their platform is great already. Yeah, and how he's, he's cool dad. Cool it's, dad Luke. It just, like, you know what's cool is that they released the platform and it's totally costed out. So everyone that's like, the NDP's gonna raise your taxes and they're gonna spend it. It's like, no, actually, we're going to, we're using the numbers that finance minister, former finance minister, because none of them are ministers right now. It's great. <laughs> so Mike DeYoung did all the costing and they used that. And they're like, how about, though, instead of all of those tax cuts to millionaires, we're gonna increase their taxes by... 0.5% or something, just like a teeny little increase, and it's like, you know, that's actually going to generate a fuck ton more money that we can use for healthcare. Yep. Turns out, if you tax the richest, you get more money. And just like a little, that they're fucking not even going to notice at What all. are they going to do? Buy an Hermes scarf or something? Yeah. Like, and so they're like, suck my They're like, left eliminating line. bridge tolls, like, that's going to like cost so much money and blah blah blah. It's like, you know what we're going to use is the LNG Fantasy Fund which basically Christy Clark said, like, all this money's gonna go into here, and they just put a bunch of money in it. 
from ICBC and from MSP and from a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like, how about instead we're just going to put all that money back into other things? Huh. And turns out we actually have... So basically what they did was very socialist. They just redistributed the wealth. And now we actually are, have a commitment to improve healthcare and public education. Finally. Fuck. Oh my God. So please I'm vote. So, please vote. And please vote NDP. Yeah. Please Which I assume, honest to God, if you're listening to this and you live in British Columbia and you're not voting NDP, I don't and understand. please don't vote Green. I cannot stress this enough. The Green Party is not progressive. They're really not. And their candidates are jerks. The, and they're dumb. The leader... The leader loves private schools, and so, like, my son had a bad teacher once in grade four, so everyone should go to private schools, because they're better, public education, blah. And one of their candidates impersonated Martin Luther King, did you see this? I heard about it. Yeah, he went up and did a speech in, like, black voice, basically. And it was so bad, and then he apologized and said, I have black friends. No. It was so bad. It was so bad. And then the candidate, uh, one of the candidates running was asked a question about reconciliation and, like, First Nation stuff, and he just basically made some joke about, like, how we should all be sharing this land, because we all are... This land is we're, we're all immigrants from everywhere, even First Nations people came from somewhere else kind of thing, and it's just like, go away, please, forever. Seriously. So, yeah, the Green Party really fucking blows, and they're unfortunately starting to split the vote a little bit, and it's not good. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. Even in places that you think are so safe. I saw someone write, like, oh, Vancouver Hastings is so safe, you could vote for Hitler if he was on the ballot. All of your Why friends could do that. Why would you vote for Hitler? <laughs> But, like, it's totally safe. It's like, no. Vote for NDP everywhere. It's like, it's the vegetarian party. It's like, yeah, but it's Hitler. Like, yeah, but our platform, guys. It's it's the vegetarian party. Yeah, but your guy's Hitler. Yeah, but it's fine. Just vote. It's it's not going to do any harm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't vote Hitler. you? why would you vote for a party... That can't win. That can't win. They have no chance of winning or forming government, so the only way that they're going to make good on their platform promises is if they form government, because you can't do fuck all in opposition. Nothing. Oh, I started doing it. I promised I wouldn't get into it, and then I started doing it. I promised I wouldn't cry and or get really riled up about. NDP just needs to form government. Please, please, please help us do that. Please go out and vote. Please tell your friends to go out and vote. There's six advanced voting days, and you can vote now if you go to a district electoral office, which I'm going to do on my day off tomorrow. Yeah. So who can we, how do we get the millennials out to vote? It's like, oh, if you don't vote, Dolores Umbridge wins again. Because the millennials oh, yeah. like Harry Potter, and she's kind of like Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, I guess that's true. That wasn't very good. How about, what she I, sucks, don't vote for she her. She sucks. I just want to, like, post pictures of her hanging out with Harper, because they're the same. They're buds. Like, yeah. you know how much you fucking hated Stephen Harper, and you made Justin Trudeau win instead? Yeah. Because he's so dreamy or whatever? Like, John Horgan's kind of dilfy, and I shouldn't <laughs> say that on the podcast, but, oops. And... Hey, if it, imagine that was the one vote shirting <laughs> thing that got the victory, and John Horgan was like, you did it, Chris. <laughs> You did it. Thank God for you, who Maybe. thought I was a dilf. Now watch me play disc golf. He loves disc golf so yes. much. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. I want a premiere that likes disc golf. I want a premiere that likes disc golf. <laughs> oh my is that goodness. it? Should we call it? It is. You know what? We're at 50. 
Fuck yes. That's pretty good. Wow. Let's go dance to some 80s tunes. Yeah, let's go dance to the synthetics. Sounds good. Yeah, you guys, you guys listening to this, when next time you throw your next corporate function, you should hire the synthetics to come play 80s music, because they're super fun and they're great. Absolutely. I don't know that, because I haven't seen them yet, oh. but I assume so. You're in for a fucking treat. You've never seen them before? Ooh, <gasps> I love gonna, treats. You're gonna love it. Oh I my love God. treats. They have, mm, there's some very cute people in the band. You're oh, gonna have a good time. I think the keyboard player is pretty fine. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Okay, we love you guys. Thanks for putting up with Take this. Take her easy there. We only have like three more podcasts during election season, so. Like. We'll try to make them better than this one. Okay, love you, bye. It's like. It's like he won Make-A-Wish 30 years ago to, like, be the front man of a funk band, and he just didn't die, so they just had to keep letting him do it. (laughs)